0: Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. Did some traveling this past week out into Iowa where we started out the week up in the Cedar Falls, Waterloo area. We Saw some good corn there. We did yield checks from 180 to 220 uh, so, and pretty strong. They had a lot of wind damage, kind of prone the last couple of years to wind damage up there. Got a lot of wind damage holding, uh, holding some of their yield back. And we did uh, see throughout the neighborhood more nitrogen deficiency up there than we're seeing here in in the state itself. But overall, the corn crop is a strong crop. The beans in that area, um, gosh, 40 to 45 percent of the fields were heavily infested with sudden death. Uh, again, mainly the early planted beans in the in the field itself, but it is going to ding them in that part of the country from a uh, soybean standpoint. The damage is severe enough. From there, we went northwest of Des Moines. Both corn and beans look phenomenal in that area. They're going to have an excellent crop uh, compared to the rest of the state. They're probably the strongest that I've seen. We traveled from uh, northwest of Des Moines back to Iowa City. I was surprised to see how much damage was done by dry weather. You could tell it both in the corn and the bean crop. I didn't realize uh, the the dry belt out there was quite that uh, large itself. Once we got back to Iowa City, though, we saw some really good corn again and some pretty good beans uh, in that area as well. 2015 was really the big crop for uh, for most of our Iowa growers. I don't think they're going to reach the uh, crop that they saw in 2015, but I do think it's going to be a good crop for them out there at South. Here in the state of Illinois this past week, uh, we were in the fields in the Galesburg area. Again, um, good-looking corn yields up there as we checked from 200 to 280. So disease pressure up there was much lighter than, and, uh, than most of the areas that we've been in. They still have the pressure, but it's uh, not quite to the, to the magnitude that we're seeing everywhere else. We're over in the Crescent City area, uh, and that kind of looks deja vu of last year. A lot of water damage. Those guys have taken on a lot of water in July and August already. Uh, with that, though, we saw some pretty good corn where it wasn't drowned out. We're checking yields there from 190 to 280 itself but the disease over there in some fields is pretty severe one one field that we're in was probably seven days from black layer and it looked like seven out of ten plants already would not pass the push test they had that much stalk rot in them itself so it's going to push them to uh, take some fields a little bit on the wet side over there to to keep them from falling down we're also in the livingston ford county area looking at fields again corn yields were strong in the two to 220 range and they had some pretty good looking beans there as well not near the sudden issues that we're seeing in other parts of the state. So I still think this is a big crop. I think on the corn side, it's going to be in the, the top five, maybe the top three crops that we've raised. And I think this bean crop is going to be in the top three as well. Uh, as far as um, some areas, it's not going to be too exciting, but other areas, I think we're going to have phenomenal beans as, as we take it uh, from here. Again, we really, really need some sunshine. So this week, we got, what, two and a half days, maybe tops, if we put all our sunshine together. Um, That is going to be part of the disappointment for some of these yields that you guys thought should be 240, 250, and then it being 220. Uh, For the later planted corn, later maturing corn, we still got some time left as we roll up on black layer with the rest of this stuff. um, I'm afraid that we're not going to have enough time left for sunshine to make as big a difference as it could. But again, I I still believe it's going to be a pretty good crop out there getting a lot of calls about harvest aid on the water hemp in these bean fields and we do have a number of fields that are going to need help to get them harvested without massive shatter loss on the ground or combine damage done trying to put these water hemp through there itself so we're probably going to have to do some harvest aid we're going to come in here and spray with like paraquat to take these plants down um, kind of a premature frost as you would say but timing is going to be crucial on this. If we go too soon... Um Will, will damage the yield. So we're going to wait for our seven and a half. Those beans are going to be turned. They're going to be probably lost anywhere from 30 to 50 percent of their leaves. You're going to go about midway down on that stem and open those pods up. The soybeans should not be attached to the pod when we uh, start this treatment. So when those beans are no longer attached to the pod, then that treatment can be made. Here again, after that treatment's made, be thinking about 10 days out to harvest. I mean, it's going to take about 10 days to put those water hemp in a condition where they're going to go through that combine pretty decent on the it's insect front it's pretty quiet you are seeing some third generation corn borne moths still flying around out there and we definitely do have corn aphids and bean aphids uh quite a bit more than we did a week ago i think for the most part we're going to outrun them both i don't see these aphids getting aggressive enough to take out the top leaves in the corn and i don't see the numbers growing fast enough uh to ding the beans Uh, exception there might be late season seed beans going to keep an eye on that itself for you guys that have the fixed flex plots uh, set it up for hand harvest don't forget to pick up your bags and the paperwork for your samples so you have them ready uh, when it's time to actually go in there and do the hand harvesting itself Um, fall testing will start as soon as the combines are running so one if you guys haven't got your fall testing orders in let's get them in so we can be timely with it but more important you guys that have fall testing set up you have to let us know or let your dealer know when you're combining those fields so we'll be following up in all areas at least once a week and we want to stay as close to the combines as we can so we can get your turnaround so you can do something with it this fall but if you wait till you're completely done harvesting before you notify us, you're still going to have to wait that five days or so to turn that thing around. So as soon as harvest starts, start calling them in, and we'll, we'll clean them up right behind the combine and get your results back. With that, keep her safe and keep her moving.